welcome to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show, where we talk about art, music and sometimes current events. So sit back, grab your favourite beverage and let's begin. We can be here, we can be over there. We can be, yeah. We can be over there. We can be over there. Sometimes I was thinking about maybe we should go over there. But we should go over there. We've never been there. Yeah. It's only, what, five feet away from here? So. Yes. <laughs> 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 we can make that happen. <laughs> Even though we've never been over there. Right. That could happen. It, it could have happened. Right. I might just put this down and walk over there. And then, then I'm going to tell you guys on the radio what goes on over there. It's not ringing. Oh, my gosh. It's ringing. You want to introduce yourself? Hello. Matthew? Yeah, hi. Hello, this is uh, Wayne from the uh, Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show. How you doing? Oh. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> it's been a pretty uh, anxious morning, but oh, uh, wow. I'm, I'm here, and we can talk. Well, okay, so you're part of this printmaking. What, can you describe it? Like, is it a stamp? Is it a press? Or well, what is it? <laughs> we um, have no clue what okay. printmaking right. art well, is. That's fine. We'll, we'll start with that. Okay. So... Print, print making um, has a, it has a, it has different ways to contextualize what it is. Okay. Oh. Okay. So the print making that you are most familiar with, that you have been surrounded with throughout your entire life, is in a commercial form. Okay, it's literally everything, every magazine you've ever looked at, every poster you've ever looked at, every advertisement you've ever seen that's sort of tangible in a store or anything like that. That's all printmaking. Okay? Okay. But printmaking in the fine art context is more typically a, a, a kind of printmaking that really... Uh, uh, relies on a traditional uh, notion of printmaking. What is printmaking? Well, in the fine art context, which is where I'm at, okay. it's, uh, it's a very sort of, it's much smaller scope of production. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a relatively slow process that requires an elaborate range of materials, tools, and techniques so that so lithography, in its basic form, is using a stone, drawing or writing on it with a pencil that is compatible with that uh, that material, the stone. Um, uh-huh. And then that writing or that drawing that is done on the stone is then is tra- is then sort of transformed through a chemical process on the surface of that stone so that whatever you've written or drew can be can be printed with ink on paper and you know like when you're printing a magazine it's done on like an aluminum plate in a giant machine and it prints 
thousands and thousands of sheets. But when it's done in a when it's done in a in a in a fine art studio, it, it's done. You know, <laughs> everything's done by hand. So can you tell our listeners, how do you join this guild if they were interested? Do they have to, like, know someone? Or show off their work somehow? Or, or... Is it in yeah. an invite? <laughs> um, well, I was, you know, I was called up by somebody and said, hey, you know, do you want to be part of this thing? And I said, yeah, okay, well, that, well, we, you know, can you show our members your, your artwork? And so I had to format some pictures of my artwork uh, so that uh, mem- current members could could see it and say, you know, uh, yeah, let, you know, is this guy legit or you know, is this you know not something we want to be part of? So, they, they there is a peer review process, um, and so uh, and and that's that's important because they they want to make sure that that this organization maintains a certain level of integrity. So did you go to school for this or was this something that you always done all your life? Yeah. So like I said, well, I feel like I've been going to school all my life, but uh, for sure, uh, I, 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 uh, I learned, I picked this up yeah, uh, in, in the college, you know, uh, my professor, uh, you know, I took a drawing class, subsequently took a painting class and my professor is like, oh, by the way, you know, like I also teach this printmaking stuff and I'm like, what is that? Like. These are strange images, you know, that I'm seeing uh, uh, printed on paper. And I'm like, what is that? So, you know, I, I kind of slowly got interested in it. And, you know, I was very, I was terrible at it uh, initially. But just the sort of like, uh, just the sort of challenge of it and, and the idea that I could make multiple originals of a limited number uh, from a single drawing, you know, was, was really enticing. At face value, my work maybe looks more like a map, um, but it has, you know, it, it has like, uh, 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 like some maps are very like, you know, evenly sort of like, there's a certain system of knowledge and graphics that they apply to a map, and it's like evenly dispersed throughout, like, you know, whereas my maps are not that evenly dispersed, they're like, more like narratives and you can they kind of lead your eye in different places and there's renderings over here and there's like a picture over here and then there's like some line work over here and then there's like a a, a route you know to a particular place over here and so it's more like a collage sort of map environment you know i'm like trying to picture all this at once like a detailed map it sounds like i mean like <laughs> wow that's... yeah well <laughs> So, uh, okay, so when you're at home, do you have, like, all your art displayed at home or you have it put away? And... Uh, no, I I like to see other people's art when I'm at home. Ah. Uh, yeah, I, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of the work that I make. I feel like it's substantive and it, it, it stirs up conversation and, and I'm pleased that, that people recognize that, right? And so... Um, and, and I've gotten, you know, I've gotten where I'm at, um, because of it. So I, I'm proud of that. Right. But, um, in my household, you know, you won't see like my art all over the place uh, uh, we, be, because I'm in this sort of like realm of printmaking, 
my my colleagues, uh, my former colleagues, my former classmates, you know, people that I've been become acquainted with whose work I admire. Uh, you know, we, we have opportunities to acquire their work um, because we have something that maybe they uh, admire as well. So uh, I'll often like trade, you know, prints uh, with others whose works I really admire. And yeah, and, uh, that's a good you know, idea too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, because when you, when you do a painting, right, it's like, okay, there's that painting. It's that one painting. Right. Um, some people will like have a professional photograph of their painting and then they'll make like, they'll make like posters or something, you know, that they can they sell like, like I made like 500 posters of my painting. You can buy that, but you can't buy the original, you know, so there is that. But like in printmaking, it's like, well, you know, when I had that image on the stone and I had everything out and I was ready to print and the ink was just right and everything was just ready to go, I happened to print, you know, like 12 or 15 or maybe 20, you know? Uh, So, okay, well, I got a drawer with like, you know, five or six of those left. And uh, how about, how about you take this one and I'll take that one, you know? (laughs) Ah, nice. So, do you have a website where people can see your work and stuff? Yes, uh, yes, I do. It's uh, it's Rangel Studio. So R A, it's R A N G E L Studio. What happens is was is people will see my artwork in publications, and I would say that you know if I if I can offer any advice for your for your listeners, if they are uh, artists, um, I I have been better served uh, in my career uh, as an artist um, through having my work published in books and magazines and journals oh. uh, wow. than I have in having my work on exhibition. Okay, because an exhibition lasts on average a month, mm-hmm. a few weeks, maybe a few months. And there's a very sort of like regional or selective number of people who will see it. And then within that number of people, there's a very limited number of people who are like, I really want to pursue this artist and, and, and or, or, or have an opportunity for this person. So um, my work has been much better served. Uh, and that's not to say I don't exhibit. I mean, I exhibit uh, regularly, uh, but... Um, when my work has been published in, in books, magazines, and journals, what 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 that has uh, led to is I will get emails from people all over the world who will either just want to like, hey, do you sell this work? I, I really like it. Or somebody says, well, can we publish your work over here? Uh, or would you like to come over here and do a project with us? Or we'd like to show your work in the UK. Can you come and like do a, uh, a, a, a workshop or uh, can you come and like give a lecture to our students about your work? And so I've had a lot of opportunities where I've traveled. I mean, just, I just could not have imagined, you know, um, what, what's possible, but um, it's all just because of my work, you know? So I, so I, I I'm, it's it's exciting, you know. But and I like it. Again, for your for your people who are your viewers, uh, your listeners, uh, uh, if I can offer one one bit of advice, is, is 
is to see, is to get your work published, you know? It's the second time that I've shown at this gallery called the Wildling Museum. And it, it's a museum that is really, uh, it, it utilizes the voice that art has to, to educate, to inspire, to, to get conversation about mm -hmm. like wild places and, and, and just so people will be aware and, and care, you know, just so they care about these places. Uh, so it's not like to pr promote activism and, and environmentalists. It's really just like, hey, these places are here and, and we can't just like, like we, we need to be aware of it. And sometimes they need you know, our help. <laughs> so. Is this printmaking the only art you do? Or do you do any other kind of art? I, I do other art, yes. But I would say that printmaking is the only art that I do that I am... Known for. That I'm recognized for. Right. Because okay. my, my voice as an artist, like my most authentic voice as an artist, because like, like when you're an artist, come on, like you're obliged to contribute something of substance to your culture and society you know i there there are artists who just sort of make things because they're pretty and i and that's fine like i'd rather you be doing that than something else but like i i, I have this this uh this this thing inside of me that says like okay i'm i'm a professional like this is my career i i feel like i have an obligation to not just sort of make things that are pretty. Like, I, they have to say something, you know? Make an impact, man, on people. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's man. right, you know? And that's why that's why I would describe my, my works as, like, conversation pieces, right. you know? Like, um, it's not like, oh, look at how beautiful those flowers are. It's more like, okay, well, where did you find that flower, you know? And why was it growing at, like, 13,000 feet? And, you know, like... You know, how did you end up there? You know, it's like, drawing is integral to printmaking, so it's like it's there, it's in there. Um, I, I rarely draw for the sake of just drawing. I have a few pieces that I've sort of, you know, like put I've exhibited that are just drawing, different media within drawing. Um, painting, painting is something that I do. Uh, on rare occasions now, but more so because I, I, you know, I, I can teach others how to paint. Um, and so I teach, uh, you know, basically foundations painting um, uh, at the College of the Sequoias. So how long does this take from start to finish to make one piece for you? Months, like, maybe years. Yeah, months, it takes a lot that, of That's just for one art piece. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that, yeah, but it's not, it's not like I don't make an artwork for years, you know, at a time. It's like, it's always just sort of like a, a Start to it's finish. just kind of a, a rolling sort of momentum of like, I've been thinking about that place and like I went there back, you know, five years ago and I had some intention to, to make an art piece about it. And, and I experienced something recently that just got my mind going back to that place and I think I can put it together now. Oh, okay. Now, you use ink. So, once you throw uh, us a name, what, what type of ink do you like using? Well, it depends, okay? So, if I'm actually printing with the ink, 
the ink is being is being rolled and applied over a previously drawn image that is attracted to that ink. So it's almost like a paste. It yes, it's very thick and sticky, and it, it's like you don't want to like try to paint with it, you know. Oh, okay. It, it's actually for a roller. It's for rolling on into a roller that mm -hmm. rolls across your image on whatever surface you you know you're working with, whether it's a, a limestone or an aluminum plate or or whatnot. Um, so now the ink that I use to draw, like like literally put take a pen and then draw it on a piece of paper. That's a different ink that I like to use, you know. And in lithography, there's the form that it takes where it uses the limestone, right? And it's and it's like you draw on the stone and then you make a print from that. There's another form of lithography that relies on a plate, an aluminum plate. And the aluminum plate has a sensitive emulsion on it. It's sensitive to light. So I can draw on a piece of clear paper, you know, like a mylar uh, film, okay, or drafting vellum that's sort of transparent. I can draw on these types of things with pencils and inks and, and, and things like that. And then I can expose that drawing to this plate that's sensitive to light. Then I can ink up that plate in whatever color I want and print it with whatever I want. So. It's a layered process, you know. So a lot of times my lithography prints uh, or some of my etching prints will have lithography printed print into them as well. There'll be like five or six different layers of separately printed information. And so that's where my voice really comes out because I'll have like a drawing of the place and like a rendering of like a particular landform within the place. And then I'll have like a map applied on top of that. And then I'll have like a bunch of written notations about like, hey, I got blisters on this trip or like I had to wrap my foot or or like, man, it took us a long time to get from here to there on this route or uh, whatever, you know, <laughs> um, those little narratives will, will sort of be intertwined within the image as well. So, wow. So your type of art goes all the way back to like 600 BC, uh, right? Well, um, lithography uh, was invented uh, in 17, uh, 1796. So, um, yeah, like the. Uh, so, are you interested at all, like the Gutenberg history? Obviously, it's it's profoundly important uh, <laughs> in my field, right? So, um, now I now. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not like poking uh, fun or anything at that. I think that's a really important question. Um, but it is not using the form of printmaking that I use within my own practice, right? And so the Gutenberg was important because they made letters. Mm -hmm. They were inking those letters so that they could actually produce like a book of text. So that's that's bookmaking, and so I that's obviously that is. You know, very important um, because it sort of framed the idea that you can make multiple originals and it can be disseminated widely, uh, right. you know, nationally and internationally. So that that idea of how you produce something and disseminate it, like that, is very important uh, to my work. Right. Uh, but the the printing press that Gutenberg uh, uh, 
made and, and the, the, the printing of letters and, 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 and texts is, is, not, uh, is not particularly uh, you know, what my voice is about. But um, so the, the form of printmaking that I use, um, you know, this guy, this German uh, Alois Senefelder uh, sort of by accident uh, was, you know, you know, he had the materials uh, there in his studio because he was publishing other forms of printmaking. Um, and uh, he happened to make some marks on, on a stone I think he was using as a flat surface uh, to, to maybe prepare inks for another technique. Right. And so uh, he made a mark, you know, with, a, with, uh, with uh, some sort of, some sort of a, a pencil or, or, or I think it was like a, like an oil stick or something like that. And, um, and uh, he realized when he went to sort of wash it, it, it uh, the water resisted from it. Mm. And he thought, well, since this is a greasy mark, I've got this printing ink over here. What if this mark will stay on this stone while I ink it so that I can transfer that mark to a piece of paper? Oh, wow. And it was like, aha, you know? And so he did that and it worked. And, um, and then he like really tinkered around with it for a few years and turned it into a really elaborate process where, uh, believe it or not, you use a uh, tree sap from an acacia tree uh, as part of the process. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you have to buy all these supplies for this. Yeah. And, yeah. And they're harder and harder. They're getting harder and harder to find. I mean, it's like, wow, the ink. So... I mean, I've. I've spent the last several months doing research on, on black ink mm -hmm. because we use these leather inking rollers. They're, they're well, I mean, very well crafted. I mean, they're, they've got a wooden core and handles and they, they're wrapped in felt and then they have leather, uh, the rough out sort of part of the leather facing out. And then there's a seam that is sewn internally. Mm -hmm. uh, so that you don't, well, if they're crafted well enough, you won't spill it or see it. And so you can roll across, you know, an ink slab um, and, and pick up your ink and then transfer the ink to your matrix, whatever you're printing. In this case, lithography. But that those, those rollers are, uh, there's only one guy in the United States who will make one of those rollers and actually sell it. Oh, no, there really? are a few other people who will make those rollers and you can convince them they might be able to sell you one. Uh, it just takes in a crazy amount of skill and craftsmanship. But So I've been tinkering around with these rollers for for last few months because I inherited uh, several of them from a former professor because they're like heirlooms. I mean, they will keep working if you keep them in good condition. But if you put the wrong ink on them and you leave it on there for too long, you can destroy them. And so I've been doing a lot of research about that, you know. So do you show at uh, the college that you work at or go to school at? We, uh, well, as a professor uh, teaching here, uh, I, I do exhibit my work here on occasion, really for the sake of the students' awareness, mm. um, because... It's helpful for your students to, to know that you're 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 a legitimate artist. That uh, right. you're yeah, but you're a, you're a working artist. Right. That you you have a voice that you feel is important, yes. and you want to instill that that idea in your students. So 
uh, as you know, as a professor here and um, my colleagues who teach here, we'll we'll coordinate an exhibition. Yeah, thanks for your thank, time. Thank you for your opportunity. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Tizzy and Wayne Coffee Show. And remember, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for new episodes. Until next time, bye everybody.